Express FM. Supported by Southern Co-op. We are passionately Pompey. It is a new era at Fratton Park. There's a new man down there in the dugout. What a goal! What a pass! A wonderful strike! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. When you come from Portsmouth and live in Portsmouth, you grow up wanting to play for Portsmouth. If I can lead the boys to success and lead the team out, that would be a real dream come true. Action and reaction. Such a massive club. I'm so, so happy to be a part of this, this journey and hopefully get this club to the next level and where it wants to be. Giving Pompey fans a voice. That's what makes this football club so special is the fans. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, but I'm an adopted one now. I love this football club. This is the Football Hour. Fans' interest in this division peaked a long time ago and it's stagnating. We've got to get out of this division and into the championship. There were sparks flying the Bolt New Lawn in midweek as Pompey come back from a goal behind. Towards the far post, keeper comes, misses it, and it's going to be forced into the back of the net. And Portsmouth are level. Yengi's claiming it. I'm not sure if it's come off the defender as well, but Cassini Yengi grabs his second Portsmouth goal to secure their progression to the second round of the Carabao Cup. Camera, Pompey outside the penalty area, looking for Swanson. Swanson! And Swanson scores! Beats the goalkeeper at the near post, curls it in. Well worked from Portsmouth. And Zach Swanson has given Portsmouth the lead. Zach Swanson with the second of three Blues goals on Tuesday night at Forest Green Rovers, scoring his first of the campaign in what was his first outing of the new season as well. We'll hear from the defender on tonight's show. I think the gaffer's given me the licence to have a bit more freedom, I think, getting in pockets and obviously helping abs out wide, I think making runs, I think that's what I like to do and I think I've done that tonight. As well as the post-match thoughts of head coach John Messino. I think the, the ultimate reflection over the last couple of days is the fact that plenty of players have given us a headache in terms of team selection for the weekend. We'll also hear from midfielder Alex Robertson. He made his debut for the Blues in the midweek Carabao Cup clash at Forest Green Rovers. He's been speaking to Matt Drabble about the type of player he is. Box-to-box midfielder. Love to do both sides of the game. Love to attack, create, score goals. Um, but I also love to defend, you know, do, do the other side of things uh, and just work hard. We've got two more Pompey voices on the show between now and 7 o'clock to assess Tuesday night's performance at the Bolt New Lawn and, of course, preview Pompey's trip to Leighton Orient this coming weekend. We'll also take a look ahead to Sunday's final pre-season test for the Portsmouth women as well. 81400, the number you need to text uh, if you want to get involved tonight. Start your messages with the word express. Tweet at ExpressFM, email sport at expressfm.com, visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live, or of course get in touch via the new ExpressFM app download right now from the Apple app or Google Play Store. Welcome to your Friday night edition of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Yes, a very good evening. Welcome to this Friday night instalment of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM, driven to you as always by Stagecoach Across the South. You can download their app right now from the Apple App or Google Play Store. You can locate your nearest bus stop and even prepay for your tickets as well. So you've just heard there, we've got plenty to come over the course of what is now the next 54 minutes or so here on Express FM, the only radio station proud to be passionately pompy. We've got the likes of Eric Colborne, Tom Malley to feature in the next few moments or so. We'll hear from John Bucino, Alex Robertson, Zach Swanson as well. We've also got a couple of uh, voice notes that have been sent in from across the week. On Monday evening's edition of the show, we tasked you back home to get in touch with your 
Pompey chance. Uh, specifically, we were talking about Cassini Yengi on the latest instalment of the show, and we've got a couple of supporters who have done very well uh, to get in touch with their thoughts, and uh, they've given us a bit of a sing-song as well, so it's um, something to look forward to between now and 7 o'clock. We'll have a bit of a laugh with that a little later in tonight's show. Right, first of all, we're going to start off with the events of Tuesday night at the Bolt New Lawn. We thought we'd got rid of Forest Green Rovers when they were relegated down to League 2 at the end of last season, but the Blues were drawn away to them in the first round of the Carabao Cup. Here's how it all went down with commentary from Andy Moon and Guy Whittingham. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoots and scores! 90 minutes of passionately pumpy commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. So Forest Green in their traditional kit, which is light green with a few black diagonal stripes along the shirt green shorts and green socks Pompey in white and grey shirts grey shorts grey socks kicking from right to left we're sat in the main stand just towards the goal being defended by Ryan Schofield and we are ready to get this underway as Sam Perkis blows the whistle his camera coming forward for Pompey on the right into the front screen penalty area goes down under a challenge and the referee waves that one away Forest Green have it in there over halfway and Bunker is bringing it forward and finding Omatoy in the penalty area up against shot to see Omatoy step over shot and it's gone through Schofield and into the back of the net and Forest Green Rovers have taken the lead Tyrese Omatoy with his first goal for the club and one Schofield won't want to see again it's Forest Green Rovers 1 Portsmouth 0 right footed in swinger to come from Anthony Stalling, only player retained from Saturday. Portsmouth trailing by a goal to nil. Here it comes, deep towards the far post. Keeper comes, misses it, and it's going to be forced into the back of the net. And Portsmouth are level. Yengi's claiming it. I'm not sure if it's come off the defender as well. But Cassini Yengi grabs his second Portsmouth goal. It's Forest Green 1, Portsmouth 1. It's another goal where the goalkeeper may not want to see again. Cross to a ball. Cameron nods it down. Headed half away by Forest Green. Loose ball in midfield. Raggett was charging at it. Omatoy got there first and gave it away to Devlin. And now here is Sadie outside the box. What can Sadie do? Wanted to get the shot away. Didn't open up. Finds camera. Pompey outside the penalty area. Looking for Swanson. Swanson! And Swanson scores! Beats the goalkeeper at the near post. Curls it in. Well worked from Portsmouth. And Zach Swanson has given Portsmouth the lead. It's Forest Green 1, Portsmouth 2. And uh, Bunker might hit one from here. He does it straight at Schofield, who claims it. Here's Abu Kamara, looking to try and take on his man. Driving to the area, great feet from Kamara. He falls to the ground. And this time, the penalty kick is given to Portsmouth. I'm not anywhere near as convinced as the one in the first half, but there's no protest from Forest Green Rovers. The penalty is given and Colby Bishop is going to be screaming to get on the pitch. He's had a little laugh at himself there, Colby Bishop. I looked at him, he's, he's laughing now, isn't he? I've seen in these shootouts in the Women's World Cup, people like to take a little pause after the whistle's blown. Yeah, he's going to smash this, do you think? Let's see, whistle goes. Yengi does take a little pause, stares at the ball, steps up and scores! He does smash it high over Thurl, who went the right way. It's a really well-struck penalty. It's a second for Cassini Yengi, who may well be about to come off, but a really, really fine evening for him. Forest Green Rovers 1, Portsmouth 3. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars.
The highlights there from Tuesday night's Carabao Cup. First round victory for Pompey over Forest Green Rovers then. Right, let's take a look at some of the other results from across the southern section of a draw in midweek. Uh, Birmingham City 2-0 victors over Cheltenham away from home. Exeter City with a comeback at home to Crawley Town. Two goals to one. Chillingham 3, Southampton 1. Millwall nil, Reading four, MK Dons nil, Wickham two, Newport County three, Charlton Athletic one, Peterborough United one, Swindon one, Peterborough winning that on four one on penalties, Plymouth two, Leighton Orient nil, Stevenage one, Watford one, Stevenage four three victors on penalties on that one, Sutton United also victorious on penalty shootout uh, after they drew two two with Cambridge United, Swansea Swansea City three nil winners over Northampton Town on Tuesday night on Wednesday, uh, AFC Wimbledon with a fantastic comeback from a goal behind to beat Coventry City at home uh, by two goals to one goals in the 86th and 90th minute for the Dons Bristol City a 5-1 route for them over Oxford United um, there, Cardiff City 2 Colchester United 2 Cardiff 3-0 winners on penalties and then finally Ipswich 2-0 um, victors over Bristol Rovers one more game to come next Wednesday for some reason QPR host Norwich City the draw for the Southern Section second round has taken place. We'll go through the ties before coming on to Pompey. Bristol City will host QPR on Norwich. Plymouth Argyle v Crystal Palace. Reading host Ipswich. Luton Town host Gillingham. Swansea City will take on Bournemouth. Fulham take on Tottenham Hotspur at Craven Cottage. Stevenage will travel to Exeter City. Wickham Wanderers versus Sutton United. It's Birmingham versus Cardiff. Newport v Brentford. Chelsea v AFC Wimbledon. Leaving. Pompey, drawn at home for the first time in the Carabao Cup since September 2019, they will take on Peterborough United on the week commencing the 28th of August. And if that sounds a little bit familiar, that's because just a few days later, in the same week on the Saturday, Peterborough United will again be travelling down to Fratton Park for the league fixture. So twice in one week will Pompey be hosting Peterborough United. But it might seem like a, a, a bit of a dead rubber tie, but at least it's at home for the first time in four years. How about that one? Get in touch, 81400 on the text. Start your messages with the word express and all the usual ways uh, to have your say on the result of that cup draw. Right, let's time to uh, welcome my two guests for tonight's show. Then uh, first and foremost, Mr. Eric Colborn from the Portsmouth Women. Eric, a very good evening to yourself, sir. Good evening, Jake. It's great to be here. Fantastic to have you on for the first time this can pain Eric um, before we do go on any further and of course we're going to start off the show tonight with we're talking about Tuesday's victory for the men over the Forest Green Rovers um, since we last had you on the show some wholesale changes at the Pompey women some very positive ones to step in the right direction for the club um, but that's also meant a, a bit of a change in regards to your circumstance and your position at the club as well for, for those who may not be familiar with what's happened could you just explain to us what kind of role you've now adopted Yes, so um, basically, obviously, the club have now taken the women over uh, completely, and uh, I've moved from uh, chair of the uh, the old uh, uh, company, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very grateful to um, become a director of the new uh, Tornancy Pompey Women uh, group. So um, that is now uh, chaired by Jane Eisner. And um, as I say, it's a great honour, obviously, to be asked to to join that board, um, which obviously I'm delighted to do. So this is 
absolutely fantastic news, Jake. I can't tell you. We've been working on this for a long time, um, trying to get everything right. And I honestly believe this is the moment, the right moment, mm. for the club to be taking it on and get, you know, and obviously moving forward. Very, very exciting times. Yeah, very exciting indeed, Eric. Thank you very much. We'll come on to a preview of the Portsmouth Women's final pre-season test on Sunday afternoon, a little later on in the show. Uh, Tom Malley also joins us this time over the phone line. Tom, good evening to you, sir. Are you there? Good evening, mate. Yeah, I'm certainly here. He's um, back first time in a long, long time. It is indeed, isn't it? It's, um, I think you, you went away, didn't you, for a, for a little bit towards the end of the last season. We, we, we missed you, but yeah, thank you very much for coming coming back on it. It, it is a pleasure as always. Anytime. <laughs> uh, Tom, we will start off then, as we've mentioned then, talking about Pompey's 3-1 victory uh, on Tuesday night. For us, Green Rovers away, um, not the most exciting of tyres in prospect, but we were certainly treated to a bit of an exciting game, particularly in that second half, weren't we, as Blues fans? Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, you always fear the worst when you go a goal down, but I thought we responded pretty well. Um, it was, yeah, it was all it was level at half-time, wasn't it, I think? So... Um, Yes, it was level, wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, much better second half. And, um, yeah, got the, got the job done, really. That was it. I mean, you don't really want to be losing them games. Um, at the same time, I think a lot of fans are probably not too bothered how we do in the Cubs. But um, at this stage of the season, it's definitely good to get a bit of momentum going and uh, win under your belt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cassini Yengi, Eric, with another two goals in blue uh, or in white on Tuesday night, wasn't it? That new white away strip. Um of course, the equaliser against Bristol Rovers at Fratton last Saturday, two on Tuesday night, the equaliser, and then the third with, uh, from a penalty spot. What have you made to, to his start to, to, to life at Pompey? Fantastic, isn't it? Unbelievable. I, uh, I expect he can't believe himself, you know, to... to well, obviously that equaliser on Saturday was great, and it was great to see the, uh, um, the, the the fight to to you know to get that equaliser when things aren't going well. Mm. You know, it's great, and that's brilliant for the lad. And then to you know to play obviously on Tuesday night and and get the two goals. I know one was a penalty, but even so, you know, all of a sudden. You know he's got three goals on, you know, and and, that, and that's brilliant, and that breeds confidence, yeah. uh, and it, it's it, it's a great start for him, and and I'm sure you know will ripple down through the through the complete side. Yeah, um, Eric mentions there Tom about how of course the second of the two goals on Tuesday night was from a penalty spot, but with for a striker in such confidence as he is to have put two into the back of the net prior to taking that penalty, you you need the, the kind of mentality coming into a new club to be able to take that responsibility to even you know take the penalty in the first place don't you regardless of what the scoreline was at the time Pompey in a 2-1 lead still for a young striker like Cassini Enki to, to to offer his services take the penalty and strike it with such conviction shows the kind of talent that he's got yeah, definitely. It was a cracking penalty. He absolutely rifled it into the top corner, which is great to see. Uh, no messing around. And yeah, I think I think he was lucky that um, it happened just before he came off. I think if Bishop was on, Bishop might have taken that. But um, yeah, great confidence. I mean, three goals in his first two games is, is fantastic going. I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't have expected that. I certainly didn't. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm just really happy to see it. It's it's great and nice to see our signings getting off to such a good start. Mm. 
Good start indeed, of course, for Cassini Yengi. We'll come on to talk a little bit more about him in the next part of the show. Eric, uh, Zach Swanson, uh, his first mm. game of the new season on Tuesday night um, from a side that was changed uh, with, with 10 uh, switches from the, the, the draw with Bristol Rovers the previous weekend in the league. Uh, the only player remaining within that side was Anthony Scarly. But Zach Swanson came in, made his first yeah. appearance and also got a goal as well from, from the right-back position. Fantastic strike again underneath mm. the goalkeeper, hit with uh, a bit of force behind it. Um, but you can see with the run that he made overlapping or underlapping Abu Kamara the link up play between himself and the winger on the right hand side and indeed we saw glimpses on the left hand side as well throughout the game you can see the identity that John Messino is trying to implement in this team and, and that is the full backs going forward to support their runners on the wing as well Oh yeah definitely I mean it's great for Zach to, to come back with a goal and must do his confidence a world of good uh, and, and yeah it was great to see that attacking format that it, mm. you know that overlap or underlapping in that case but um, yeah that, that's what you want to see and, and as I say a, a great finish and, and yes you I know you, it's not your fullbacks you're looking to score all your goals, but it's great that they are going to contribute. And I think this season we will see goals from our fullbacks. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers, Eric. Thank you very much, Tom, as well. We'll be back with both of those guys in just a few moments' time. Right, defender Zach Swanson, then, as we just mentioned, uh, marks his first appearance of a new season with a goal on Tuesday night, the second of Pompey's free against Forest Green Rovers in the first round of the Carabao Cup. He spoke to Max Swatton after the final whistle at the Bolt New Lawn. Well, Zach, back in the side and 90 minutes for you and a goal as well. Just talk us through it, first of all. Yeah, I think good performance from the lads. I think, I think ground that out and um, got the win in the end. I think coming into the squad made a lot of changes tonight. I think, think we had a good performance. And obviously, happy to get the goal and happy to, happy to help the team. Just describe that goal for us. Yeah, well, it's been switched out to Abs, made, made that run in. Give the keeper the eyes, didn't I? And it's gone in. It looked like you had sort of real authority to get really high at that right side tonight. Is that something you're confident in doing in the game? Yeah, I think the gaffer's given me the licence to have a bit more freedom. I think getting in pockets and obviously helping abs out wide, I think making runs, I think that's what I like to do and I think I've done that tonight. How was it to play out there from your perspective? Yeah, it's nice to have that freedom, I think. It's nice to come and drift inside and I think to have that freedom to play, it gives me confidence and I think to show that he has confidence in me to do that, I think that helps me on the pitch. Obviously, you missed out on Saturday but you got 90 tonight. What was the message from the gaffer as you, as you came back into the side? I think, I think just to show to show what I can do. I think obviously I was disappointed to be left out on the weekend, but to come in and show to come in and show why I should be in the squad. And I think hopefully I've done that tonight. But that's what it is. For you, how important was it for you to to really use that disappointment as fuel to to come back and, and show what you're worth tonight? I think that's what you got to do. Obviously, it's the disappointment of being left out on the Saturday, but games come games come quick and. Hopefully I've done that tonight, getting on the score sheet, and I think it's a good performance. So, And j just a message to the fans as well, braving the, all the conditions that we, we experienced tonight, and, and yeah, a really, really top showing from them as well. Unbelievable. <laughs> Expect nothing less now. So I think they support us home and away unbelievably, I think especially away, like you see if however many there is tonight on a, on a Tuesday night at Forest Green, I think that just shows how good they are. And obviously later on Saturday, what were you going to do between between now and then to prepare for that game and, and obviously hopefully um, return to the side again on Saturday? Well, just recover now and then get back training on Thursday. Obviously train well, recover well and hopefully we're ready for Saturday. 
Zach Swanson there speaking to Max Swatton after the full-time whistle at the Bolt New Lawn on Tuesday evening. Right, coming up, we'll be speaking to Blues head coach John Bucino, who previews tomorrow's clash between Lake Norin and Pompey, and also discusses the importance of cup competitions for both the club and its supporters. I think they're really important to the football club. I think they're really important to the fans. I mean, you would have seen the other night, just looking on the eye, I think the Portsmouth fans outnumbered the Forest Green fans, and that was a sort of a really wet, horrible Tuesday night where uh, the fans are coming out in their droves Join us for part two of tonight's edition of The Football Hour, coming your way in just a few moments' time. Don't go anywhere. This is The Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late-night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app. To get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7. Express FM. Welcome back to the Football Hour here on Express FM, driven to you by Stagecoach across the South. You can visit stagecoachbus.com for more information on the services they can provide in your area. Join myself, Jake Smith, alongside Eric Colborn and Tom Malley on the show tonight to dissect Tuesday's 3-1 victory for the Pompey men over Forest Green Rovers in the Carabao Cup first round. Later on, we'll take a look ahead to their trip to Leighton Orient in the second league match of the season this weekend. And we'll also discuss the final pre-season outing for the Pompey women who take on Swansea City at Wesley Park on Sunday. So stay tuned to find out how you can catch the girls in action and exactly what time to catch them as well. But before we come on to that, um, just sort of back to, to Tuesday night in the Carabao Cup antics. Eric, we, we heard the draw um, in, in the first part of the show. Peterborough United at home on the week commencing the 28th of August. But date has not been set in stone yet um, due to, of course, TV broadcasters yet to, to pick their games. But if we're being br- brutally honest, two League One sides who... We've played each other pretty much every season for the last six or seven campaigns, near about. Um, I don't think that's going to be picked for TV, do you? <laughs> I can't see it, Jake, um, but you never know. But uh, I, I doubt it. I, I doubt it. I, I would imagine that would be played on the uh, on the Tuesday, the 29th mm. of August. Uh, so prepare yourself for that one. But of course, stay tuned to, to Pompey social media platforms uh, and of course ours as well for more information on that in case that does get moved to the Wednesday, the 30th. Nonetheless, all of the unmissable action will be right here on Express FM with Pompey Live. Uh, Tom Malley joins us, of course, as well. Tom, when you saw Pompey's name come out of that draw last night, and you saw the Blues were at home for the first time in pretty much four years. What was your reaction to that? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of good teams in that draw. Um, and home ties always more favourable, I guess, if you want to progress in these competitions. So you always hope for the best. Mm. But obviously, you know, we all know what followed. And that hope quickly um, went to a bit of despair. And uh, here we are playing Peterborough twice in one week. <laughs> Should be a fun, should be a fun week that. Um, but Eric, in, in one sense, although it might come across as a, a, a bit boring from from a fan's perspective to be playing the same team twice in a matter of four or five days, when you when you flip the coin and look at it a different way, you could also see it as actually a good test for John Messino, his backroom staff, and his team to 
to try and figure out Peterborough a little bit more, do their research or, or do an extra bit of homework when they, they play them in the Carabao Cup in the midweek. And if anything goes wrong or if they have to pick up any learnings from that game, they know exactly what to do on a Saturday, right? You can look at it that way, Jake. I think both managers might look at it that way round, of course. But um, I, again, it's difficult because you don't know. Um, we, we don't know if they play the same sides in the two games. It's quite likely there's going to be, as at Forest Green, you know, we played a completely different side to to, to the uh, the league game on the Saturday, and of course that might be the case again. Uh, it, it's difficult to know. Uh, yeah, how, there's so many things you, you look at and you think well, this could be an advantage or it could be a disadvantage or whatever. It's the same for both sides at the end of the day. So, yeah. you you know, you yeah, you just got to get on with it. But I'm sure if you asked any manager, they don't like playing the same side twice. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that would be the case. No. Um, fair point raised, of course, by Eric there. 81400, the number to text. If you haven't get up, got involved so far tonight, Blues fans, start your messages with the word express. Email sport at expressfm.com. Tweet using at Express FM. Uh, you can also visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live and download the new Express FM app. You can uh, send us a message on there and of course you can also send us a voice note as well. I asked a question um, earlier in the week about Alex Robertson. Um, Tom, he made his debut for Pompey on Tuesday night at Forest Green Rovers. Um, off the bench, of course, shortly after joining on loan from Manchester City the evening before. I think this might be not a silly question, but what did you make of his performance? And I say it's a silly question because I don't think I've seen anyone out there saying anything other than positive. Yeah, everyone around me in the away end was um, sort of singing his praises a bit when he um, did the simplest of things, but I was impressed. It was a short cameo, don't get me wrong, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes or whatever it was, but I was impressed from what I saw. You can tell he's got Premier League Academy pedigree in him, the way he's been brought through, and you can see that's all there. Um, technical abilities is unbelievable. Really, really good, impressive. Um, the only thing I guess everyone is worried about is is his success. Um, a lot of Premier League loans have flopped at this level, not just for us. And um, but I think this one could be a bit different. Yeah, um, I'll hold my hands up, Pompey fans tuning in. If you follow me on social media, um, you'll see that on um, on on Tuesday night I asked a question. But Alex Robertson has to start on Saturday at Orient. But who does he replace? And uh, I hold my hands up because, quite frankly, it's going to be Tom Lowry if he does replace anyone because Tom Lowry's injured. So it was a silly question on my part. But, yeah, if you've got any thoughts on that, get in touch. Um, but with, with Tom Lowry out, possibly injured for tomorrow, Eric, we've not really had it 100% confirmed by John Messino. But considering the knock he picked up last week and the mm. reports we've seen from the news outlets during this week, um, and, and quite honestly, uh, the knowledge of... Tom Lowry's injury history um, Alex Robertson is it a dead certain that he fits straight into that slot tomorrow or, or do you think that anyone else is, is in for a shout for that difficult to call this Jake um, it depends what the manager sees and which way he wants to go I will say I am very impressed by Alex um, he 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 comes with a, a, an extremely good reputation, um, and uh, I'm, um, yeah, I must say, I was, I was highly delighted when I saw that we'd signed him, um, because yeah, I, I really, I mean, you can never say with 100% certainty, you know, football as well as I do, but 
this lad does seem to be looking to you know progress to really good things and great things so I wouldn't be surprised if he did start on, on Saturday if Tom isn't, isn't available yeah uh, another player of, of, who I thought had a very good game uh, on Tuesday night, Tom, was uh, Jack Sparks, uh, the, the fullback that plays on the left-hand side. Very, very sort of commanding on that left-hand side. We mentioned Zach Swanson earlier in the show with Eric about how he was supporting the wide play with the wingers. Um, and, and Jack Sparks did exactly that on the left-hand side as well. And some fantastic deliveries into the box. A really promising uh, season he could potentially have given the game time. Yeah, he's me so far. Um, I really liked his appearance off the bench against Bristol Rovers and he followed that up with a, an even better performance in midweek against Forest Green uh, with his first start. I think when he came in, um, I know I certainly wasn't expecting him to be a starter, more cover for Ogilvy, hmm. a bit of backup. But after those two, um, well, literally not even two full games um, because his first one was off the bench, but after those two appearances already, I'm, I'm slowly being convinced that he could, he could overtake Ogilvy and be a starter for 100% he's been really really impressive given that Tom you, you mentioned there that you're sort of maybe leaning towards that opinion if you were in charge of picking the side at Leighton Orient tomorrow given what's happened at the start of this campaign who would you pick to start in that position that's a, that's a <laughs> tough one um, Ogilvy did come off the bench in midweek and I'm maybe thinking that's just to keep him fresh for the weekend mm -hmm. from point of view so I'm I'm thinking Messino might stick with him um that's not a bad decision at all I don't I don't you know I wouldn't be against that at all um I think for now perhaps maybe keep Ogilvy just to settle that defense a bit see what's going on um and if Ogilvy maybe doesn't perform to his, his standard this weekend maybe think about changing it around mm. Tom, thank you. Um, a big thank you as well to uh, a couple of Pompey fans who have got in touch over the last few days. If you remember, if you cast your mind back to Monday's edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM, we asked uh, you back home to get in touch with your radio-friendly, may I add, uh, Pompey songs. You can get in touch with us on the new Express FM app with a voice note, and you can actually sing your song. Uh, Marcus Deacon's got in touch on Monday's uh, show with his version of a Cassini Yenge chant. He typed it on an email and I challenged him to send it to us and to be fair to Marcus he did exactly that to the tune of Waltzing Matilda um, by um, I, I, don't, I can't remember who, what the name of that um uh, that, that, that artist is I, I, I searched it earlier but Waltzing Matilda uh, Cassini Yenge I'm going to play it now thank you very much to Marcus Deacons take it away Cassini Yenge Cassini Yenge comes from Australia plays for Pompey and he shoots and he scores and he takes us to the championship. Cusini Yenge, the striker for me. Slim Dusty. Uh, the, uh, the artist of that one, Waltzing Matilda. Thank you very much, Marcus Deacons, for your contribution to that, your chance for Cassini Yenge. Uh, and also, 12-year-old Jackson Menel has, uh, has sent in his version of a Cassini Yenge chant. Here it is. I saw my mate the other day He says he's seen a Aussie Pele I said to him, who is he? Goes by the name of Cassini Yenge Cassini Yenge, Cassini Yenge Goes by the name of Cassini Yenge Yes, 
thank you to both Marcus and Jackson for sending those in this week and utilising the new Express FM app. Send your voice notes in uh, on that as well. You don't have to sing. You can just send us a message if you want, have your thoughts. Uh, you, we can quite literally hear your thoughts if you do get in touch that way as well. So thank you once again to Marcus Deacons and Jackson Manel. Hopefully one of those catches on over the next few weeks. Right, it's time now to hear from the head coach, John Messina. We sent Matt Drabble down to Pompey's training ground earlier in the week to catch up with the Blues boss, who started off reflecting on Tuesday night's comeback victory over Forest Green Rovers in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, we're really, really pleased with, first of all, getting through into the next round of the Cup. Um, and second of all, I think considering the circumstances around the game, are you making 10 changes to put in such a, a good performance uh, after going 1-0 down particularly was, was really, really pleasing. So um, I think the, the ultimate reflection over the last couple of days is the fact that plenty of players have given us a headache in terms of team selection for the weekend. I suppose a, a nice headache to have, though, um, compared to maybe some previous squads you've been a part of. Uh, yeah, you know, there's always there's always that was one of the reasons that we wanted to recruit over the summer was to try and have two players in every position that could actually compete for a spot come um, you know come Saturday, and you know I feel that for for the most part we're in a pretty strong position there, and I think Tuesday night went a long way to show that players are ready, they're ready to step up, and um, it was really really happy for them I think because it was quite a tough team selection and tough squad selection on the opening day of the season, and there were a few that were unlucky to be left out. And everybody got their chance on Tuesday night and um, yeah, they grasped it with both hands. In a season where league expectations seem to be quite high, what's your perception of the role that cup competitions play this campaign? I think they're really important to, to the football club. I think they're really important to the fans. I mean, you would have seen the other night, I'm, I'm not entirely sure on the figures are, but just looking on the eye, I think the Portsmouth fans outnumbered the Forest Green fans. And that was a sort of a really wet, horrible Tuesday night uh, not quite in January yet, but obviously one in August, where uh, the fans are coming out in their droves, um, you know, uncovered in the in the away stand at Forest Green. So it's clearly really important to them in the first round of the League Cup. I think it can give you some really great memories as a football club, and and also it's just really important that the, the club keeps the the momentum in terms of the um, the team performances and, uh, and you know, actually just builds a huge amount of positivity around everything that we're doing. Cassini Yenge, obviously the goals speak for themselves. But what have you seen from him that's impressed you so much during the start with Pompey? I think the the way that he's adapted to football in this country, we, we certainly didn't anticipate that he would be pro, you know probably fit in quite so easily and quite so quickly. The most important thing for for us and Cassini is um, you know alongside the goals is making sure that he he understands the system and understands the way they want to play in possession and out of possession and he's grasped that really really well and I think everybody saw that the other night and, and the more goals he can add I think that's just the cherry on top of the cake for him so uh, I think overall the way that he's fit in and the way that he's um, sort of gone about his business so far has just been been excellent from my point of view Another name that came out of Tuesday night Kobe Motto what have you seen from him in pre-season and in training that justified that opportunity for you? Yeah so Kobe came over with us a couple of times during pre-season I think with the games uh, that we had over one week when we played some non-league sides when we played I think Gosport, Havant and Bogner and uh, yeah my honest assessment at that point was that uh, I didn't think that Kobe had done quite enough he wasn't quite at it in those games and went back with the academy and then at the weekend uh, against Forest Green ironically uh, they, the, the academy won 6-3 and he was heavily involved in four of the goals and um, you know, I spoke to Sam Hudson the lead coach and he said Kobe was unplayable and it was pretty much a case of going well you know, if you, I think I said it at the fans forum the other week uh, the players that play for the first team here are the ones that will be good enough to do it we're not here to do anybody any favours or bring players to the academy for the sake of it and uh, yeah with, with Kobe that was the case he deserved it and he, and he took his chance and he I think it was um, 
very, very good, all things considered. And I think even if you said that's a 24-year-old out there playing, everybody would be pretty impressed as well. So for him to be doing that at 16 was brilliant. Any update on the status of Tom Lowry? Yeah, Tom is going to see a specialist on Tuesday um, with his with his knee injury. So the, the scan came back. The specialist wants to see him on Tuesday just to, um, I think, dig a bit further into what's going on there. So, uh, yeah, it's not a case of sort of uh, days for Tom at the moment. He's, he's going to at least be out for the next few weeks. Um, and, yeah, Touchwood, we'll, we'll get an update then. And looking ahead to Saturday, what sort of problems do you think Leighton Orient will pose besides? Well, I think Orient were the outstanding side in League Two last year and they've managed to keep a fair few of their players and um, they're a side that's sort of building and, uh, upon that success. So uh, they've got, I think, really, really good players in the building already. They've recruited quite well. If you look at um, you know, the, their, their front line, especially, if you look at the likes of um, uh, Joe Piggott, for example, who we all um, know everything about. We, we know everything we need to know about him. Um, and, you know, some real sort of talented players in there with the likes of um, the likes of Moncur, um, Il Mazzuni, Darren Prattley, who's been around for a long, long time. So, you know, all coached really well by uh, Richie Wellens, who's, who's had a lot of success in his career so far. So I think they're, um, you know, they're going to be at it. First home game of the season for them. And it's going to prove a tough test. And another bigger way following Pompey expected as well. How impressed have you been with the fans this season? Yeah, the fans have always been been brilliant. Um, I think the, the, the first sort of non-competitive game that we had against Europa out in uh, out in the middle of nowhere in Spain they turn up in, in their hundreds and I'm pretty sure that that away following was probably um, you know maybe four or five times a lot of the away followings for some sides on, on Tuesday night uh, from certainly from what I read so uh, I think it just you know, speaks volumes for where the fans are at the football club and, and how much they care about the, um, the team and, and the club and, and wanting to get out of this league so um, yeah, they've been absolutely brilliant and um, thankfully on Saturday for that first home game we managed to send them away with um, sort of, I think half a smile on their face is probably the best way to describe it and yeah, we'll be looking to kick on from there. Big thank you to John Musino for providing Express of M with our very own interview with uh, the Blues gaffer there. Thank you to Matt Drabble for going down to the Pompey training ground earlier in the week to get that one. We'll hear more from Matt um, in the next part of the show. But first of all, on to the Pompey women, Eric Colborne. Um, big game this Sunday. It's the final pre-season test for your side, for Jay Sadler's side. Recruited quite strongly over the course of the summer and excitement certainly building for the new campaign. Absolutely. Um, I think the, the well, two big things. One was obviously managing to retain so many players from last season, but um, was great, and um, adding some well, some excellent signings. Um, I think has, has made us even stronger. And yeah, some big names in there. Obviously. Um, Breva Cassley coming from Oxford as the Oxford captain last season. Lita Rutherford, a lot of people will know. Um, Beth Lumsden's goal record speaks for itself. And I forget how many goals she's already scored for us in friendlies this uh, this campaign. Then we've got uh, Georgie Freeland um, and, and Kelsey Bowers. Ella Humphrey, who was on uh, dual signing last season, has now joined us uh, uh, full-time. Uh, and Emily Pittman from from Arsenal, which is um, another great signing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a really really strong squad, uh, and um, yeah, it's 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 exciting times. You know, we we, we obviously this is the last uh, friendly uh, before the uh, the season starts the following Sunday, at home to Cheltenham Town. 
And we were talking earlier, Michelle, about John Messino for the men having maybe a bit of a selection headache with all of the performers this season. Jay Sadler, um, of course, Sundays are friendly, but next weekend when the league kicks off at Wesley Park, of course, those new signings coming in, the players from last season, of course, as well, a lot mm. of a lot of talent within that squad. I'm sure. I'm sure Jay's going to be scratching his head over the course of the next eight days or so to try and pick his first starting eleven. I'm sure. Uh, well, as I said to him, that's your job, Jay. Uh, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> it's something I, I don't envy you that uh, that task because uh, yes, th- there is a great, great um, uh, fight for places, obviously, and um, it's great competition. Um, obviously. <laughs> It'll be his decision who plays and who yeah. doesn't, but uh, um, uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what what uh, what formation he comes up with, and obviously uh, who who actually starts on on the uh, the first home game. So Pompey women in action this Sunday, Eric Wesley Park, two o'clock kickoff. Two o'clock kickoff. Yep. Final pre-season test against mm. Swansea City before the league kicks off next weekend again at Wesley Park. Um, and looking at the uh, the teams in the division for next season, Eric, you've got of course Pompey alongside the likes of Billericay Town, Cardiff City, Chatham, Cheltenham Town, hashtag United up as well, mm. Ipswich, London Bees, MK Dons, Oxford United, Plymouth Argyle, uh, and Rugby Borough, who have, um, you're talking to me off air about how they are um, essentially Coventry United from, from, from last season down from the Championship. Some, some tough tests, but in comparison maybe to, to previous campaigns, is this a good opportunity, do you think, for Pompey to be right up there in the mixer at the end of the campaign? Well, yes, obviously, I'm, I'm certainly hope so, uh, Jake. Um, you, you know, I, I'm, I sort of don't make any bones about it. I, I'm, you know, task Jay to to get us up. That's that's mm. the name of the game. You know, we're our our, um, our you know objective for the season is, is obviously promotion. Um, that's what everybody wants, uh, and um, obviously we're trying to you know to give ourselves the best chance we can. We believe we've got a very strong squad. But you know football as well as I do. You, you know, in, until you you get going, you you, you can never tell. But certainly, um, I think we've got some good signs. Everybody's saying how impressed they are with the style of the football that we're playing, and the you know it is a very exciting attacking format. And we've certainly got some great players up front uh, uh, who uh, who know where the net is. Uh, and and yeah, I mean it's. It, it, <laughs> As I said before, you know it is extremely exciting, and and obviously we hope that uh, yeah we we you know we can do the business this season. And just very quick word as well, Eric. Uh, I know we want to talk about the the season tickets, uh, something mm. that's been put in place for next season. Um, looking forward to seeing many down at Wesley Park throughout the entire campaign. Season tickets, of course, on sale for Blues fans for for the new women's season. How can how can those who have purchased these season tickets? get a hold of them ahead of the first game of the season next weekend. Right, well just so everybody knows that anybody that's purchased a season ticket will be able to pick their season ticket up at the first home league game against Cheltenham on Sunday week from from uh, Wesley Park on the turnstile. Obviously if you're not going to that game for any reason then we will send them out to you but uh, to make it easy, just in case because of postal issues, we will be having everybody's tickets there for them to collect on that first home game. 
Fantastic. Eric Holborn, thank you very much. Excitement, of course, building not only for the men's campaign this season, but for Pompey women's as well. Both sides going for promotion in their respective divisions. Right. In the third and final part of tonight's show, we'll be taking a deeper dive into Pompey's men's next League One opponent with Kirsty Roxanne, reigning the score predictions, and also hand back over to Matt Drabble, who's been speaking to Alex Robertson about the conversation he had with a former Blues player, which helped make up his mind when choosing to put pen to paper on the loan deal. Portsmouth's a massive club, so yeah, I've known it since they were in the Premier League back in the day, um, and one of my dad's best friends used to play uh, for Portsmouth, so I spoke to him about it, and you know, that's, that's kind of how I know the club. Stick around to find out exactly who Alex Robertson is talking about there, right here on 93.7 Express FM. Don't miss the conclusion of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. We know entertaining the kids can be tricky at the best of times. That's why Stagecoach is here to help. During the school holidays, up to four people, maximum of two adults, can travel with our Portsmouth Group Day Rider for just £5. So that's your travel sorted. Now you just need to decide what to do when you get there. Special offer tickets are only available from the driver. Cash and contactless payments accepted. Leave the car at home and enjoy a day out by bus. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Good evening. Thank you very much for joining us here on 93.7 Express FM for the Football Hour, the final part of tonight's instalment of the show with myself, Jake Smith, Eric Colborn and Tom Malley delivering nothing but Pompey discussion between 6 and 7 o'clock every Monday and Friday evening here on the early radio station from the great waterfront city. Right, so far tonight we've discussed the events of Tuesday's 3-1 victory over Forest Green in the Carabao Cup first round. We've uh, talked about the next opponent in the second round of the competition. We've heard from John Mussino, Zach Swanson, Eric Colborn talking about the Pompey women as well. But now a little bit of a look ahead to the men's next league game. The second of the campaign and the first away league match of the 2023-2024 season. Leighton Orient await at Brisbane Road. And now Kirsty Roxanne has more on Richie Wedden's side. The Blues' second out into the Newlawn Stadium ended in triumph as we head into the second round of the Carabao Cup. A brace from Kashuni Yengi and a goal from Swanson saw Pompey go from 1-0 down to secure a 3-1 win against Forest Green Rovers in midweek. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. This weekend, John Messino will be hoping that his side can build on that momentum and secure three league points. We head to Brisbane Road for our first league away game of the 2023-24 campaign. Manager. Former pro midfielder Richie Wellens is at the helm for the O's. The 43-year-old began his career at Manchester United before signing for Blackpool in 2000, where he achieved promotion to League One via the playoffs. Wellens went on to also play for the likes of Oldham Athletic, Leicester City and Doncaster Rovers, retiring at Macclesfield Town in 2017. He began his managerial career at Oldham Athletic and went on to take charge of Swindon Town in the summer of 2018, leading the club to the 2019-20 League Two title via points per game as a result of COVID curtailing the season. Wellens went on to manage Salford City, taking the club to victory in the delayed EFL Trophy Final, securing a 4-2 penalty shootout victory against Portsmouth. Wellens took charge of Leighton Orient in March 2022 after a short stint at Doncaster, signing a two-and-a-half-year deal. An unbeaten start to the 2022-23 season kick-started a great campaign for Orient, who went on to record promotion back to League One earlier this year. One to watch. 
Former Portsmouth loanee Joe Piggott signed for Orient on July 21st, putting pen to paper on a two-year deal at Brisbane Road. The 29-year-old six-foot striker found the back of the net just four times across 35 appearances for the Blues last season. This year at Orient, Piggott will be wearing the number nine shirt. Top scorer. Orient have not yet found the back of the net this season, following back-to-back goalless returns in both league and cup. However, last campaign in their League Two title winning season, 25-year-old Paul Smith was the club's leading scorer. The striker bagged 10 league goals last season and as a result, earned himself a move to Queen's Park Rangers this summer. Current form. The O's got off to the campaign with consecutive defeats, losing 1-0 away at Charlton on the opening day of the league season before suffering a 2-0 loss at Plymouth in the Carabao Cup in midweek. Last time out between these two sides, it was Pompey on the winning side of a 5-2 scoreline at Brisbane Road. That was a friendly in July last year, which had been held behind closed doors on account of the extreme heat in England that week. Can the Blues pick up their first league win of the season? Catch all of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Thank you to Kirsty Roxanne for providing us a bit of an insight into Leighton Orient. Tom Malley alongside us tonight. Tom, what can John Messino take from learning from not only last weekend's game, but also Tuesday night too? Uh, for starters, he's got plenty of options off the bench if things aren't going right. Um, I've been very impressed with the subs that came on against Bristol Rovers and the squad depth that helped us get the win on Tuesday. Um, I think changes, personally, change needs to be made on either wing. I don't think I've seen enough from White uh, or Scully. I know White um, didn't play on Tuesday, but Scully played both, and I'm still not quite convinced... But uh, the ability for us to come from one goal behind is, is something that's um, that's shown through already. Yeah. Uh, really got a bit of character already, and um, that's at least a positive. We're not uh, we're not down and out as soon as we go behind. Um, but obviously, we want to make sure that we're not conceding the first goal, and we're actually scoring it now. Mm. Harvey Marks on Twitter says, "I'll tell you what. Reckon we might be ha- might have a player on our hands with Alex Robertson. What a brilliant cameo! So quick on the ball, eye for a pass. Granted against poor opposition, but a very good cameo. Be thoughts of Harvey Marks there. Um, Pragmatic Frog Matt on Twitter. Happy with a draw to get Peterborough in the Carabao Cup. At least we get a test run against them before the league game on Saturday. Yep, yeah, uh, very good point from uh, Matt on Twitter there. A bit of news from Pompey over the course of the last week or so. In fact, just yesterday it was announced that Liam Vincent has joined Worth or rejoined Worthing, this time on a one-month loan deal. So Liam, Liam Vincent has secured a loan move away from Pompey, albeit just for a month. And uh, a great tweet here, Tom, uh, from PO4 Pompey Stats on Twitter, in regards to Abu Kamara, saying he's been involved in three of the last uh, four goals. In fact, three of the four goals Pompey has scored this season. Bristol Rovers, he created space for Rafferty to cross in the ball and for Forrest Green, two direct assists. Continuing by saying, I'd love to think that's enough to earn him a start against Orient, but I suspect it'll be a sub-role. What do you think about that one, Tom? Do you think Abu Kamara has done enough so far this season maybe to to warrant a starting position against Orient tomorrow? Definitely, yeah. Um, I was really impressed with him against um, Bristol City in the friendly and then he followed that up with an impressive appearance on the bench following week and I liked him on Tuesday. Um, I would happily have um, him and Yengi and Sadie, all three of them starting this week. Um, I think they've, they've all done enough but I think... Um, I think Messino's got his sort of his three nailed on up top with White, Scully, and Bishop, and I think they'll be hard to uh, dislodge at this stage of the season. But I mean, who knows? But yeah, I think um, I think Kamara's definitely done enough to warrant a start. Mm. 
Let's take you back to Matt Drabble now. We heard his pre-match interview with head coach John Mussino earlier in the show, but he also caught up with new loan signing Alex Robertson, who talked us through his first impressions of the South Coast following his arrival from Manchester City on Monday. Great. Um, City's lovely. Um, the club's lovely. The, the players, you know, they're all welcoming and hopefully just continue to settle in as, as fast as I can. How did the uh, the move come about? Um, last season, end of last season, uh, my agent said to me and the club said to me, you know, Pompey, have, I've been calling. Um, and then obviously I just went when I had some time off over the summer after I went away on international um, and then kind of just sat down and assessed my options and I felt Portsmouth was the best the best one for me and hence why I'm here today. Did you have any previous knowledge of the club? Did you speak to anyone about Portsmouth before you arrived? Yeah, I mean, Portsmouth's a massive club, so yeah, I've known it since they were in the Premier League back in the day and... and one of my dad's best friends used to play uh, for Portsmouth, so I spoke to him about it, and you know that's that's kind of how I know the club. Who is your dad's best friend, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Hayden Fox. Yeah, so I just spoke to him. He said nothing but good things about the club, and everyone at Man City said the exact same. So yeah. Speaking of City, a question I'm sure you've been asked a lot, but working at Manchester City under Pep Guardiola, what role has that played in your development? A uh, massive part. Um, even just you know train, training a lot with him, I feel like that changed not the way I play but it changed me as a player and as a person kind of had to mature um, you know being around the best players in the world and the best manager in the world but I feel like I was able to take a lot of stuff that I learnt in training and watching games to into my game and improve myself How would you sum yourself up as a player what can fans expect to see from you? Uh Box to box midfielder. Um, love to do both sides of the game. I love to attack, create, score goals, um, but also love to defend. You know, do do the other side of things uh, and just work hard. Must have been nice to demonstrate some of that on your debut. How do you reflect on your opening game for Portsmouth? I loved it. Um, loved being out there with the boys. I felt like um, it, it was a good game. You know, the boys played really well. Um, there was a lot of changes to the team uh, to start in eleven. I feel like. The boys just adapted to it really well and showed what they can do. But you know, to get the win is the main thing, um, and to continue into the next round is, is is what we wanted. What do you hope to get out of a, a football league loan? I suppose in comparison to playing in the Premier League two or such development leagues. Um, I think it's just men's football, isn't it? You know, it's it's just an experience that you can't get playing in the Premier League two or the youth football. Um, so I think playing against you know older people than you, you know, men that that are doing this for a living. Um, it, it kind of change, changes your mentality to the game. You need to, I don't know, say for example, you need to be more stuck in or you need to just be more alert. I think it's all just learning curves and learning experiences for me. Um, and I think anyone else that would go and loan to the football leagues would tell you the exact same. Any personal goals or ambitions for this season? Um, just to get as many games as I can, score as many goals as I can, um, you know, just to, just to try make myself happy. Um, show myself what I can do and you know hopefully show other people as well Big thank you to Matt Drabble with Alex Robson there a couple of score predictions coming in now Dave on the emails time for a clean sheet 2-0 win play up Pompey says Dave Marcus Deakins thank you very much for your sing song earlier he's got in touch with a score prediction tonight going for a 3-1 Blues win tomorrow against Leighton Orient thank you very much to both Dave and Marcus and everyone else of course for tuning in back home tonight Tom Malley your score prediction please my friend a very quick one 2-1 with Joe Pickett to score for Leighton Orient. <laughs> it is inevitable, isn't it? It is inevitable for Joe Pickett. is It's going to find himself on the score sheet against Pompey uh, this weekend. Thank you very much, Tom Malley, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure, as it quite often is, my friends.
All the best, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to Tom Malley. Big thank you to Eric Colborne as well as we round off another edition of the Football Hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Thank you once again to everyone who got in touch via the text, tweets and the emails this evening. Big thank you to Eric and Tom. Cheers to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting yet another season of the Football Hour here on Express FM. Right, that is it then. Another show done and dusted. We are around about... 21 hours away from kickoff at Brisbane Road, where Pompey take on Leighton Orient in their second league match of the campaign, the first away league game of the season. They'll be looking to build upon last weekend's waddle draw with Bristol Rovers at Fratton Park and Tuesday's victory over Forest Green Rovers in the Carabao Cup. So far unbeaten in all competitions this season, can John Messino's side get off the mark up and running with their first league win of the campaign? You can join myself and Robbie James on Pompey be live when it returns from two o'clock tomorrow afternoon live from the capital right coming up here on express fm express floor fillers takes control right after the news at seven playing all the way through until the late embers of this evening ian mcginnis back with express breakfast tomorrow morning and of course lily park between 11 and 2 before pompey live returns for coverage of Leighton orient away but until then blues fans thank you for listening keep smiling take care and play a Pompey. Good night.